Hi there. My name is Jessica Crow, and I am the founder of Apogee, which is a change management training and consulting group. And this is Change Leader Insights, which is our podcast where I am lucky enough to interview experts, academics, people who care about the topic of change management. And today I have with me Leslie Matson, who is a vice president. She leads the enterprise change management practice with Peloton Group. Thank you so much for being here, Leslie. Thanks, Jessica. Really happy to be here. Yeah, so I we're going to talk all things change management trends today. But before we do that, you've been with Peloton for about 13 years. Tell us your story, uh, your background, how you got into change management, um, and a little bit about how you built the change management practice at Peloton Group. Absolutely. So I uh, started my career really more in a technical uh, way. I was doing uh, technical implementations. I actually started working in a corporate environment where I was building intranets. So uh, really focused on internal communication. Uh, from there, I started consulting and that's when I got into the Oracle space and I was developing Oracle solutions and uh, joined Peloton about 13 years ago and um, had continued on in my career doing project management and then really all always just had this focus on how are we going to be uh, build successful solutions for our clients? How are we going to roll these out? How are we going to successfully get everybody to adopt these solutions? And um, kind of found my way into change management in a pretty natural way and um, have been lucky enough to, to uh, work on building out the practice, building out our team, um, and really focused on, on quality delivery for from a change perspective. Yeah, that is, that is great. So I've been uh, kind of We've been connected for a while and, and seeing your story and knowing your story, it's been really fun to get to know you and hear about your background and all of the things that brought you into leading the change management function within Peloton Group. Um, and so you've got a pretty good pulse on what's happening across your clients as you're you know, overseeing the team that's providing change management support for these digital transformations. So, you know, kind of what are you seeing today? What are some of the, the common challenges that organizations are facing as it relates to digital digital transformations, which are yeah. happening all the time everywhere. <laughs> right, right. You know, specifically what I'm seeing is, uh, you know, we have a set of clients who are looking to implement a SaaS solution. So software as a service, it's really a purpose-built solution that has all of the modern best practices built into the application. What that means is our clients have to shift the way that they're working in order to use these new um, modern best practices and, and really get into that future state. So, um, you know, while the solutions are, are wonderful and they've been built um, so that you're, you can um, implement in a faster timeline, you can get the return on your value really quickly, um, it does mean that there is work that has to go into changing the people and changing the way that they do their work. So really having that focus on, on people and business process is critical to the success of these programs. And, um, you know, really thinking about it is, you know, it's not just a technology implementation. You're changing your business processes and you're changing your people along the way in order to be fully successful uh, with, with your implementation. What are some of the most important factors then when you're planning for a digital transformation? So building on what you just explained, you know, what would you recommend to clients, to other consultants? What should they be thinking about um, yeah. in that planning process? 
Yeah. I mean, I always say change management starts day zero. Um, mm-hmm. I think that you really need to be thinking about the people and the impacts starting right from the beginning of the program. Oftentimes, you know, we start with thinking about your metrics and what you're trying to change as an organization. You know, why are you doing this implementation? Why is it important to your organization? What are you, um, you know, what are you doing with, with your people and, and how are they going to be changing the way that they work? Um, and getting that story written up front so that people don't even have the time or ability to create their own stories, right? You want to be driving the messaging. You want to be, um, you know, pushing that messaging through the project team, through all of your impacted stakeholders throughout the course of the implementation and um, allowing people to to get in the boat and row along with you. Um, They all need to know what that North Star is. They need to know, you know, why it is that they're moving in a certain direction. And it's really critical to, to have that those metrics defined early so that you can follow through and and make sure that you're still on the right path. Yeah, no, that's such a great call out. Uh, Going back to something you said, though, because this comes up a lot with uh, Mm -hmm. people I've interviewed, clients I've worked with, it's that bringing in the change management lead at day one. Now, is does that mean in best practice in your mind, the second the investment is made? Is it when you're getting close to uh, roll out? Like, what does that day one look like? Because as you know, there's ebbs and flows, even if you're configuring and working through user acceptance testing, all of those things, what do you, what do you think is that critical inflection point of inserting change management into the project? I think there should be an element of it, uh, even pre-kickoff. So yeah. there should be um, just, you know, it, it, it doesn't mean that you're hiring a, a whole army of change managers before you kick off. It's just having the idea of project man- uh, of change management um, and, and weaving that into your kickoff story. So mm-hmm. having that, that story kind of set at, from day one for your implementation team. And then, you know, maybe you ramp down for a little bit, you come back again, and you're really building out the communication um, plan and, and all of the communication that's going to go along with it, Um, thinking about engagement and facilitating the engagement um, practices as as best as you can throughout the organization. I am uh, a huge proponent of change agent networks. I think having building out a network and having a network that's active and um, understands what's happening with the project. And they're really your eyes and ears on the ground. If you you have different locations, different business units who are going to be um, using the system, you need to, to get the word out and you want to get it out as organically as you can through their peers, through their, their networks. And, and the best way to do that really is to use a change agent network to do so. Yeah. What's interesting about the change agent network, and um, it's funny because, and I'm sure you've seen this uh, too, nobody wants to be called a change agent. We have to give them a different name, even though like we know you're a change agent. But I've found that it's been a more effective tool or strategy with people working in distributed environments. If we were all together in the same space, you'd still wanna have that. But now that people work in different locations and that's always been the case, but more people are working home uh, remotely. Um, have you found that too with your clients where you know, the emphasis on building those localized hyper-local relationships are even more important because of how spread out certain you know, clients can be? Absolutely. And, you know, it also helps that oftentimes different, you know, let's say business units or different locations, they really have a different view of the business. They may be 
um, you know, performing work in a little bit of a different way. So to have this common group come together and build out the messaging that's going to work across the different business units and, and really kind of make yeah. sense to those team members is really critical. Um, something I've also experienced is people, um, people are a little bit nervous to start the change agent network too early because yeah. they don't feel like they know enough about the program. They don't know what decisions are being made. Uh, you know, maybe there are some core decisions that that still have to be made about how this solution is going to be configured. They want to be certain about things. And yeah. Exactly. They want to be so certain. And, you know, I say to that, get started with what you know, get started getting into the routine, getting into the rhythm and let them know that there are still open items to be decided. And, and maybe they're big open items, but yeah. it's, they, you know, to bring them along this journey with you as early as you can is going to do nothing but, you know, help you be more prepared in the future. Absolutely. And I see that time and again as well. And it's either that wanting to be certain, the other thing that comes up uh, and, and maybe you're seeing this too, is that they're worried they're going to get feedback that they can't do anything with. And it's all about that coaching and setting expectations um, early on throughout the process. Are you, are you seeing that as well in terms of kind of the challenge and the opportunity and, and not being afraid of bringing right. those change agents in? Right, right. I, I think um, oftentimes people will say, well, I don't want to open up requirements. I don't want to hear what their right. requirements are because we've already locked down our requirements. Yeah. I would say, let's hear their concerns and let's hear where they're coming from. And then we can work together to understand how are we going to approach this in the system, right? This is going to come up at some time. So yeah. let's hear it. And then maybe there is a business process change, or maybe there is some you know different way to train or a different way to communicate what's coming to meet the the needs, but let's not just, you know, block them out and say, we don't want to hear from you because obviously they're a part of your organization. Yeah. And it's important to get that feedback and, and hear what they have to say. And yeah, and, and it, it is, it's, it's, that's where change management has the value. It's, you may not be able to change the business process or what's happening, but that's where you level up how much change management, how much training, how much education that you're providing to those end users um, and they're such a critical force and they end up becoming the, the leaders of the change, you know, the influencers within that change agent network that is so vital to the rollout and, and success of the project. Um, one thing you'd mentioned too, related to success factors and coming up with KPIs mm -hmm. at the outset, it's hard to do, as you know, yeah. at least for me, it's been hard because, um, you know, you, you have like lofty goals in terms of what you want to be able to measure. If you were to sort of kind of scale back and think about, really, what are the true success factors, or at least, you know, at a minimum, what should you be looking at? What, what do you think you'd recommend to people watching this? Right. Um, number one thing to focus on in terms of success factor. Yeah. I mean, obviously for me on a change, from a change management perspective, I want to make sure that all of the employees who are impacted by the solution know how to do their job and can mm -hmm. successfully do their job from day one. Mm -hmm. um, they aren't frustrated. They aren't um, misunderstanding what needs to be done. They've been fully trained. They know how to use the system. You know, ultimately to me, if, if that happens, that is a success. Absolutely. Um, 
On top of that, would I love to be able to measure all of these great metrics? You know, are we um, closing the books faster? Are we getting invoices out the door faster? Are we, um, you know, date sales outstanding? Is is it going down? So all of these great metrics that we gather up front that we know the business is focused on, it's wonderful to be able to come back and and report out on how we're doing on all of those things. Mm-hmm. It is difficult to do, and and it can be, um, you know, it's 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 process. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes change it look, you know, we look at change management, we say, well, change management ends the day of go live mm-hmm. in order to measure everything and to come back to those KPIs. You really need to think about change management post go live. How are Absolutely. things going a month later, a quarter later, even a year later? And uh, what improvements have we seen? Yeah, that's really where the adoption happens is after go live. You might have that initial everybody's using it, but then you know, are they going back to their default ways of working a month or two down the road? Are they creating workarounds because they just don't understand how to use the system? So right. yeah, it really is. It's up to that point preparing. And then beyond that, um, that's really where it, where it comes into play. Well, how can, how can leaders ensure that, you know, employees, as we think about everything we've talked about, how can a leader within an organization make sure, ensure, support their employees uh, as they're figuring out how to use the system, that they're prepared for the changes that are coming down the pike. What are like one or two or three things that you'd recommend um, as a best practice or, or something new that you, you know, you're, you're learning about or have seen work really well? Yeah. Uh, Certainly strong leadership is critical to the success of any program. We have to have those leads who understand what's coming, what's changing, why it's changing um, to really lead the way. They need to, they need to be that um, person in the front saying, you know, we need to keep moving towards this North Star. We Mm -hmm. we have a reason for it. Um, I think um, being willing and able to make difficult decisions. Yeah. um, Those leaders really need to have a focus on that. Changing people's day-to-day processes is difficult. Um, questioning why people are doing things in a certain way is it's difficult to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody may have been doing the same process for 20 years and they just say, well, I I've always done it this way. We need people to come in and say, but why, why are you doing it this way? What can we do better? How can we make this, um, more seamless for you so that you're not, you know, whatever, whatever these processes are that, that may not fit to, uh, the, 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 the modern state of, of the solution. <clears throat> and it's not only, uh, and I'll let you finish in a second, but as you were saying that, it got me thinking about how it's not only understanding and asking that question, why are you doing it the way that you are, but it's having somewhat of um, empathy, compassion for, even if it's taking hours longer, it's more manual. There is some, you know, people develop a sense of confidence when they are competent in their job. So even if you're saving them time and it's going to be more efficient and more accurate, there's that piece of, you know, they'll get to there eventually, but having leaders understand that transit. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's, it's hard because they have to give up that piece of what they were doing that made them confident and effective in their job. So right. It's muscle. People have been doing this for a long time. They know how to do it. They're comfortable in it. 
Um, And sometimes leaders can come in and say, well, just change. And I, you know, I look to those leaders. You see the benefits. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Put the hat on of the person that's been doing this for a long time and understand what they're going to go through to change these processes and, and take that empathetic view um, to understand it's, you know, maybe it's just, just do it. Maybe that is the answer, but um, there needs to be the the bridge to get you there. How are you going to get all of these employees to, to change their way of thinking and, and how yeah. are you going to that gap? Do you think there's room for leaders or what does it make sense to have leaders thinking more about what will employees do with their time, you know, the newfound hours, or is that something that should happen organically? And, and the reason I ask that question is because I'm with the client right now and could use your advice uh, where they're going to be changing a process, reducing the amount of time it takes to do something. Mm-hmm. And in the client's mind, they're like, this is going to be great. They should be able to see the benefits of this. But I'm thinking, well, what are they going to do now? Um, what are you going to do now with these resources you have? And I don't know if they're thinking that through all the way. Um, so do you think that that's something that in change management, we should be coaching leaders to think more about that? Or is it, you know, let the cards fall how they may? What do you think would be best? I, I certainly think that from the early days, even if you, even if the leaders don't know exactly how they're going to fill the time of the employees, they need to have the story down that they are going to find more value added activities for yeah. those employees post go live post implementation and that story needs to be set from day 1 in the kickoff in you know early early days the leaders need to say listen we know things are going to be changing we know jobs are going to be changing we know that your the time that you are allocating to certain activities right now will be changing but we're going to be using time that we get back on these value added activities maybe it's more analytics maybe it's more you know whatever that looks like for them and even if they don't have the specifics at least um giving people the confidence to help you make the decisions because they know that their job isn't in jeopardy and that they're, you know, they, right. there will be, um, there's something else that is going to be coming to them that will be helping them um, further their careers. Which is a very important message, I think, for people to hear as digitization of process continues, AI continues to have a presence. I mean, there's going to be more of manual human-led processes that are replaced by technology. So having that conversation and the way that you just explained it and having leaders at least tee it up is so great because it does reduce that fear related to, well, now what, right? Right. Which is so important because that, well, now what leads to resistance of a really great solution and it's not, doesn't really have to do any with anything related to the solution. So thank you for saying that if you're watching this, listening to it, Take note, that's a really important uh, component. Um, one more question for you, Leslie, or did you want to build on that? I, I was just going to say, I love, there's a there's a quote out there that um, I may get wrong here, but it's something to the effect of whether you're communicating or you're not communicating, you're communicating, right? Yes. So whether you're saying it, you're not saying it, you're still t- giving a message. Yes. So it's better to have that message up front and, um, and communicate it the way that you want to, right? Yes. Um, because if you're not saying anything, then that's where the fear breathe. It's where the fear comes from. And then people are are less likely to adopt this new way of working and and more likely to get frustrated. So, um, you know, recognize what's coming and, and communicate. 
Yeah, they'll create the stories themselves otherwise, and it may not be the type of stories that are supportive to a accelerated adoption. So exactly. yeah, no, that's a really, that's a great quote. Thank you. Um, last question for you then is, what do you like best about change management? Oh, um, I think, you know, it's every day I come into work and I have a different problem to solve. Yeah. Um, you know, people often think, well, where's, you know, don't you have a recipe card for change management? And I say, no, you know, there's, there's no recipe. There's, you know, we generally, we have, you know, our methodology and, and how we approach our work, but every single client is a little bit different. They mm -hmm. have culture of communication. They have a different culture mm -hmm. of learning. They have a different culture of adoption. Um, and to apply what we know is best practices, but be able to take from our clients and, um, you know, really build out what that program is going to look like um, that's going to meet their needs. I think that's really fun. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, that is what makes this job fun. And it's pulling from your toolkit, what makes sense, but having that overall framework. Funny enough, I um, it's really interesting to see project managers get into change management because they're like, wait a second, where does this happen in the process? You know, they're so linear with how they roll things out. No offense to change management, uh, sorry, project managers, you're all lovely and wonderful, but, um, and the ones that I've worked with have had, uh, it's been an interesting shift in their mindset, how they think about it and sort of leveraging what you just described is where they're getting to, which is good. Um, well, wonderful. Anything else you'd like to share with people who are interested in getting into change management, who are currently implementing uh, technology changes, any kind of final word of um, advice or anything you'd like to share? I think, um, you know, you're welcome to look me up on LinkedIn. If you have yes. questions, I'm, I'm open to answering questions. Um, you know, certainly it's, it's a wonderful career and, uh, it's a wonderful discipline that is, um, I think going to continue to just grow and change and, um, you know, it's, it's an exciting place to be. So, um, you know, if you're thinking about it, I'd say get into it. And if you have questions, I'm, I'm happy to answer them. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Leslie, for your time and for sharing your wisdom with Apogee's community. And Leslie is on uh, LinkedIn, Leslie Matson, Peloton Consulting Group. Um, so yeah, thanks for, thanks for everything today. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks you too, Jessica. Bye.